I'm Jessica Dorr, and you're listening to The Offering for July 2023. Just a quick announcement before diving in, I am offering a second date for the Deconstructing the Tarot workshop, which will be held on July 22nd. If you're interested in registering, you can click the link in the body of this post. This month marks two years that I've been doing the weekly offerings. I rarely look back on past writing. I'm similar to my mom in this way, who is a compulsive snail mailer and artist. For years, she has spent hours every week making elaborate paper objects, which she then sends out in every direction, knowing she'll never see what she's made again and being good with that. The last years for me have been a time of such flourishing. The way it happened was, as many of you know, I'd been living in California and longing to go home, so I bought a 20-year-old pickup truck and drove 3,000 miles with a shaky heart to the last place I'd been where I knew I had people. Autumn in the Northeast scooped me up into its arms in every way I'd been dreaming, for what felt like hundreds of years. I was relieved to discover there was nectar in my heart still, after all I'd been through. I was learning to tell the story of Tuan McCarroll, who fell asleep one night sobbing and woke up a new shape. Grief does that, can do that, and will do it if you let it. Not long after that magic autumn, I put the finishing touches on Tarot for Change. Having come into a new rhythm with writing that I wanted to keep and nurture, I took on the task of doing offerings weekly instead of just monthly, as I'd been doing in years past. Two years later, The weekly offerings are one of my favorite things about life. I will admit I often worry. At times it seems the energy I spend reading, thinking, and writing does little for my capacity to embody the ideals I so treasure where it matters, who I am with the people and beings I love most. These ideals include being responsive to others and myself, paying respect to old wounds that none of us chose, being hospitable to the unexpected, unwelcome and strange, and so on. The last two years of offerings emerged from a time that I can only describe as beautiful beyond telling, not to be mistaken for easy, and I'm reconsidering this flawed notion that to do the work of carefully considering, week after week, how I want to be in the world, must not only be named precisely and perfectly, but embodied fully and completely in order to be worth it. Recent writings have helped me clarify in myself the political and spiritual necessity of taking risks, of acting imperfectly, and to the best of our abilities, with the partial knowledges that we each have in a given moment, without airs or expectations around definitive solutions without needing to be the hero who shows up and does the perfect thing that yields the total healing. This is something that might be called faith. It has to do with doing the best we can each day to move in valued directions, knowing our steps are always flawed and partial. None of us have the whole truth. Every vision is limited. Every action is incomplete. And as James Hillman has written, drawing on the metaphor of sailing, the plan is the sensitivity. And if the plan is to engage keenly, carefully, and honestly as I can with the waters that I'm in, as opposed to reaching some particular destination completely and ultimately, I believe something will come from that. Something good. Something that might one day feel like a marvelous stroke of magic, or even luck. 
something to give thanks for and call grace. There is a religious idea that grace is by definition something one has not earned. Grace might include capacities and clarities one hadn't expected to have access to in a smoky or sharp time. But I think this idea of grace as random and fluke-like overlooks the reality I prefer, which is that moments of ease and understanding very often have thick histories. Said another way, there are times when the unexpected grace we experience has in fact been paid for, often many times over. I don't know about you, but I get surprised at times by my capacity to be okay when I'm in pain or deeply uncertain. And in such times, it becomes necessary to remind myself that I've been earnestly and doggedly engaged in this struggle to understand, to accept, and to commit. And I don't say this to be self-congratulatory, but to say that it's been helpful for me to consider that the work I do, day in and day out, to pay attention, to wonder, to clarify, to contemplate, to love the questions that I have, to name what I'm seeing and wanting, all of it has an impact in times when I most need it, even if in the moment these actions feel incomplete or insubstantial. It's helpful because it can be easy to be mistrustful of the things that we have learned to do or won through hard and continuous struggle. I'm finding it useful to consider the thick history of what I experience as grace, how I and the people I love have participated in crafting these moments of strength and clarity that appear as if by magic in the times that I least expect it. Thank you so much for being here. If you are a monthly subscriber and would like to upgrade your subscription to receive offerings weekly for as little as $5 a month or $50 a year, you can do so by clicking the subscribe button in the body of this post. As always, liking and sharing are great ways to support as well. This recording was engineered by Lee Clark, and the music is by Lee Clark. The intro is called Evaporate, featuring Kingsley Ibaniche. You can listen to Evaporate in full and more of Lee's work wherever you stream music or at the links in this post. Thank you, as always, for being here, and we'll see you next time.